It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the final hour of the program. Julian King in the chair for Summer Mornings. Great to have your company wherever you're tuned in. 11.70am in Sydney, SENQ 693 in Brisbane, 16.20 on the Gold Coast. And via the SEN app, that open line number one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The texts continue to fly in thick and fast. One three, no, that's the open line number oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Going to talk basketball shortly in the program with our dear friend Joe Healy. And we're talking about sporting splits on the program today. Sporting splits in light of Tiger Woods and Nike going their separate ways. It looked they were very amicable too. He said, oh, it was a great partnership and, you know, we had many wonderful years together and Nike said, you know, this is iconic and what about these moments? So it's all nice and lovely. They haven't always been that way, mind you. Have not always been that way. And just recapping the news that we brought to you in the last hour of the program, West Tigers recruitment manager Scott Fulton and the club have parted ways. This is less than a year into his tenure. He was formed by informed by interim Tiger CEO Shane Richardson today that it was no longer needed as part of their restructuring. So they're cleaning house, the Tigers. They've had the front office overhaul. We've seen Lee Hadjapan tell us, the chairman, and Justin Pascoe both move on from the club. So Fulton was signed by Hadjapan tell us and Pascoe last May. But the thing about it is, and this is what made the appointment so controversial, it was done without the knowledge of Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. It's been reported that Benji and Scott Fulton don't see eye to eye. Tim Sheens was not happy about the fact that he wasn't consulted on Scott Fulton's appointment. So Marshall and Fulton butted heads over a number of recruitment moves through 2023. He's the son of Manly icon Bob Fulton. Left Manly to go to Western Sydney. Fulton had been in talk with the Dragons and reportedly another unknown rival club. I believe that was the Knights before linking with the Tigers. Some regard him highly, others not so much. But the Tigers have enjoyed long overdue wins on the recruitment front, of course, led by the marquee signing of Jerome Luai in that five-year, $6 million deal. The Richardson had lauded Luai's arrival in 2025 as having the potential to match that of Greg Inglis's move to South Sydney in 2011. And they're also expected to to land Storm Sender and PNG International Justin Olam on a multi-year deal imminently. And that's a move that'll likely send Sean Bloor, the back row, in the opposite direction, given that he's already signed with Melbourne for 2025 and beyond. But the thing about it is it was Benji who led the initial pursuit of Luai rather than Scott Fulton. So let's be clear on that. Because Benji Marshall met Luai at his house before Pasco, and then Richardson handled the financials of his multi-million dollar contract. Fulton was the man that led the club's push for Adam Fanua Blake. They tabled a lucrative four-year deal for the Dalian prop that was then withdrawn by Richardson when he stepped into the CEO role. So Scott Fulton, 
was an unhappy marriage with the West Tigers, informed this morning that his services are no longer required. 0457 736 736. Morning, Jules, says Ted. Splits in sport. Last couple of years, West Tigers have had a split with wins. How about rugby Australian Israel Folau? Thank you, Ted. There you go. Uh, Jill's been an old, broken-down, medium-paced nothing. Excites me more than seeing the ball dominate the bat. I have absolute hatred for D20, as I think they should just have bowling machines instead of having bowlers' averages torn to ribbons. Give me a three-day test without turning seeming wicket rather than a five-day bat fest on the road. I agree with that. I disagree with Ponting as well. I know I'm the minority, but I think we need more pitches like that, and you might have me interested in watching T20. Thank you for that, Statsy. No, I don't think it's just a bowling machine. I think good bowlers do get rewarded. And, yeah, you're not going to go for two and over. But, I mean, Ashnago had, what, four overs, two for six last night. So that that is a bit of an outlier in that respect. And it shows the wicket was too far the other way. Another sporting split. What about Neil Harvey moving from Victoria to New South Wales? There's a good one. There's a really good one. Because Greg from Sanseuse in the last hour on the open line talked about AB leaving New South Wales for Queensland. Likewise, Tomo. Yeah, Neil Harvey. I'm sure I'd say, Coach K, who's Neil Harvey? I ask him, I don't reckon he's done his research. I don't think he'll remember. An uppercut. Uh, this is interesting. Jules, Manly sacking Jeff Toovey, says Berkeley Eagle, for Trent Barrett, nearly got us a spoon. Now, Barrett, though, to be fair, he got him to the top eight in his second year at Manly, did he not? So he did actually, in what, three years, two and a half years there at the Seagulls, Trent Barrett, and he did get them to the eight in his second year. So if you get him to the eight once out of three years, is that considered a complete failure? I don't think so. I don't think so. And Stormy Daniel from Prairie, good morning to you, Stormy. Uh, the joint venture of the remnants of the previous Holman, Barnes, West Ashfield and Pascoe regime are gone. Yeah, that's it. And if you're a Tigers fan, you're glad that they're being decisive in cleaning house. And it goes to show that they are putting all their faith in Benji Marshall. Clearly that wasn't going to work, that marriage. There's only going to be one winner, it's the coach. And as we reiterated the point there, it was him that got Luai over the line. And Luai said as much. You know, Benji was my hero growing up. I'm willing to play for him. Be handed the number seven jersey, take the keys to this side and actually run it and step out of Cleary's shadow. That was the carrot, as well as the six million bucks, I'm sure, for Jerome Luai. The keys to the castle, you're right, are officially Benji's and rightly so. Another positive move. The best coaches, the best recruiters. Benji has proven that already landing his man in Lua. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it takes a lot to get somebody from the rooftop to the basement. Three-time premiership player, three consecutive premierships. Hasn't been done since Parramatta in the 80s. One's hard enough to win, let alone three on the trot. So how do you lure him away? And it's not just the money. Yeah, sure, the money helps. But how do you lure him from there to the bottom place team? It's hard to leave a club where you know you're almost guaranteed to play in a grand final to a club that's got consecutive wooden spoons. In Benji, we trust. Back to your text in a moment on 0457 736 736. Time to talk some hoops with that ear friend, Joe Healy. She's on the line right now. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Julian. Happy New Year. It's, ah, Happy New Year. Now, I'll, I'll give you a pass here because normally it's like, <laughs> okay, a week into it. Uh, granted, we haven't spoken in 2024, but a week into it, do you still wish people? I guess you do. 
I, I knew this was coming, but I haven't spoken to you yet, so I felt the need. <laughs> no, well, from you look, you know, I'll always be forgiven for you, Joe Healy. Uh, we're talking about sporting splits on the program today. Obviously, Tiger Woods and Nike going their separate ways. Can you think of anything in, I guess, in basketball circles, like players that have left a club and joined a rival club or, or team that you think, oh, gee, I, as a fan, I hated to see this. Anything, anything spring to mind? Oh gosh, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the king, the king, LeBron James. Yeah, Cleveland um, and Miami. Bounce, exactly. Bounce yeah. down. As a Miami fan, I, I really felt that one. Um, but no, I, I think it happens all the time. And, and players with their, their branding, Kyrie Irving uh, is another one who's, who's split from uh, multiple uh, brands and things like that. So yeah, no, it happens, happens all the time. Mm. And there's got to be a cohort of, of um, 76ers fans that were perhaps disappointed to see Ben Simmons leave. Even though, judging by the boos, a lot of them were more than happy to see him leave. Yeah, I reckon the large majority at the time were uh, were happy with that one. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, what about the Sydney Kings? You know, it's always hard, isn't it? You go back to back, you've got a new coach. They've slumped 10-10. It's, they've been a frustrating watch this year, haven't they? They've been competitive, but the D's letting them down and they're just they're allowing teams back into games. And this game against the Bullets, I mean, that's a game that they should have sewn up and probably would have last season. Absolutely. Um, they were very disappointed uh, with that game on Sunday. They would, would have had that one circled as a, a guaranteed win. Look, they're not, they're not out of it. As you said, they've slumped to 10 and 10, but they've been in this position before as well. Um, and granted, some changes were made at the time, but think Ian Clark uh, two seasons ago, they were struggling and then went on to win a record 13 straight and won the chip. So it, it's not dire straits right now, but from the outside looking in, it, it feels like a change needs to be made. Hopefully there is something made. What that is, who knows? I mean, you look at NRL, you look at football, every sport really. The coach is the first one who's probably on the chopping block. Mm. Um, but they they have injury issues with DJ Hogue as well, depending on how severe that is. Do they look at bringing in an, an import injury replacement? I think that there is still, um, as I say, hope there. They've got the talent, that is absolutely no doubt. But, um, but yeah, things need to be done because at the moment they are not playing up to their own expectations. Yeah, I agree. So 10 and 10, still in fourth spot at the moment. I don't know if it's quite panic stations. And as you said, they've got the roster to do it. So I'm not prepared to, to dump them at this stage. But just looking at some other teams, no. I mean, uh, I'm just so happy for the Illawarra Hawks. Oh, you know, I know they've got the great <laughs> rivalry with the Sydney Kings and and the rest of it. But you know, I just don't see they're a team that you can dislike. They had to make a move early. They moved on to a new coach, Justin Tatum. He's got them humming nicely, haven't they, bounced back? They've been excellent. They absolutely are the resurgent Hawks at the moment. Three-game winning streak as well, including that big rivalry upset win on Christmas Day, which from a neutral's point of view just kept things very interesting uh, in terms of the rivalry. So that was a, a fun one. Um, but Justin Tatum's been unbelievable. I, I was not convinced that he was the right guy to take over when they first announced it, um, but I'm 100% on the bandwagon. I feel like he's absolutely shown that he can lift the team. He didn't come in with head coaching experience, but he's shown that he can help them perform at a really competitive level. So it's been great to see. He's utilising Sam Froling a lot more, which is opening up some of the, his shooters as well. They, they look like a completely different team. And as you say, small market, they're really hard not to like, and and you you just you want to you want to you want the feel good story. You want to see them some playing well and competing. So it's been it's been awesome. 
Are they a potential playoff dark horse? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think, what, they're fifth on the ladder at the moment. And they, they have the advantage of having played the fewest games in the entire league. So while they're fifth, they have the opportunity to, to really push and, and make a run. I don't know, come, come finals, come, you know, a, a five-game series against United or Perth, I'm not sure, that, sure whether they've got the troops to, to really uh, cause an upset there, but they, they'll be a problem. I spoke to a couple of the Bullets players the other day after their win over the Kings, and they've got the Hawks next up, and they, they're a little bit concerned about mm. that one too. Now, just looking at the table, so Melbourne United, I mean, tremendous squad depth, of course, first by quite a distance. The Perth Wildcats, we talk about the rise of the Illawarra Hawks. The Perth Wildcats, I mean, there's talking about moving on from their coach in the early part of the season, and they have just soared up the ladder. Then you got the Jackies ever consistent, the Kings holding on to fourth spot. Um, do you see the champions coming from that crop of four? Is it a race in two? Or are the Kings still a chance? The Jackies still a chance? I think everyone's still a chance. Um, the Phoenix have, have obviously really struggled of late with, with injuries and things, but even the Breakers, um, they have the troops to do it. They dropped a, an important one the other day, that, which they should have won. But every team in this league, it's the, it's the beauty of this league, every team is competitive. Even the 36ers. I was about to say, yes, even Adelaide. The okay. they've, had, they've had their issues, but they just knocked off the top team and, yeah. and really stunned Melbourne. So... It, it, you know, if you're a betting man, oh, there's no way I'm ever putting a head-to-head on. Honestly, this league is, is far too competitive. Uh, just at the NBA too, Joe, Joe Reef, he's, he's doing some nice work too for the Trailblazers. I wonder how integral he's going to be now in, in Gorge's plans for Paris this year. Absolutely. I think he would have been anyway. Um, he's had a, a, a really great showing with the national team uh, in, in previous years and, and he's got a great relationship with... Um, <laughs> with Gorge having been down there at Illawarra. But it's so awesome to see Jorp killing it. He had a career high of, what, 25 points a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. His first NBA double-double the other day. And he, from from an athletic point of view, I mean, you go to the NBA and it's just another level up. But the fact that he can shoot the three ball and he's a great rim protector is going to keep him in the league if he can continue to do that. So it's, it's a really wonderful story. The Blazers, let's be honest, they suck right now. They're... You know, second bottom, um, but but they're building um, and they've got some decent pieces. So really pleased for him um, finally getting his his rewards. No, you're right. Talk about three. It's just something beautiful about seeing big men who can shoot. You know, they don't just sort of they're not just lampposts that just stand there and screen. You know, they're big men that can shoot. And you had a string of their bow. You know, shooting is everything in this game. As you know, just a quick update. What have we got at the moment? So, OKC on the court at the moment. They're playing pretty good. What do you make, just very quickly, in and around the Josh Giddy stuff? I don't think I haven't spoken to you about this, mm-hmm. but obviously it's still a a bit of a distraction, all that stuff that's happened um, off the court. What have you made of his game since that, since that news broke? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been really tough for him. He's a, he's a young guy. He's a human at the end of the day, and he's been absolutely bombarded the internet is a horrible place um but but the fact that he's got good people around him he's been able to put his head down and just keep working um and focus until you know this comes to a head at some point um but yeah he's obviously his his numbers on the court uh, in terms of his minutes were a little down but he seems to have found his feet again okay see they're still fun to watch you still want to see um josh over there doing really well i think did you see nathan buckley was Courtside for one of his games the other day. Is that so right? He's, he's yeah. got su- he's got support. 
Um, and he, like I said, he's got a, a great agency and good people around him. So you can only, you know, hope that everything is okay um, and that obviously it takes care of itself yeah, yeah, well, in the hands of the law. Mm, well, they're playing good ball at the moment. They're third in that Western Conference. Uh, always good to chat, Joe Healy. Love to speak to you again. We'll speak soon. Catcha. Thanks so much. There she is, Joe Healy, talking all things basketball. 0457 736 736. John from Harrington Park. Did I mention this and I've just forgotten? This is sort of apropos of nothing. Uh, JK, seven gold medals at the Munich Olympics. How good was Mark Spitz? Yeah, he was good. <laughs> we talking about, uh, yes, sort of that famous Sports Illustrated cover, Mark Spitz with his seven golds. Our swimmers, swimmers had the mow, the hairy chest, the sluggos. And then they recreated it with um, Michael Phelps, didn't they? Many, many years on. Not sure it's been mentioned. Brady left the Patriots to the Buccaneers. Yeah, that would have made, well, last tiles in charge. His thoughts on that. Then he goes and wins with the Buccaneers, Tom Brady. So people mentioned Tom Brady Giselle. Maybe the biggest split was Tom Brady leaving Belichick and the Pats to go to the Buccaneers, which on the side of his bucking head. A big sports split. Cricketers going to World Series cricket and Ablett Jr. going to the Gold Coast. Big money. One of the best players I've ever seen, Gary Ablett Jr. Uh, yeah, big sports cricketers going to World Series cricket. Well, you know what? They wouldn't have if they were paid properly. And thankfully, it's only a couple of years before the two parties had a seat at the table and thrashed out their differences. And just on that, Matt, thank you for your text. Got to say, Jules, you've been quiet on McElroy's backtrack on Liv. Apparently sees a place for it now. What's your thoughts, mate, on Rory's backflip? Well, you know, it's interesting. Right. I'm still not a fan of Liv. I'm not a fan of the format, and I don't think you can sustain the two tours forever. So maybe the reality has dawned on Rory, and he maybe has changed his tune, that we need to bring the two parties back to the table. And that is apparently what's going to happen. Albeit, it's been delayed. It was in its current form. So they've got John Rahm, and you think about it, they have a bottomless pit of money. They're going to keep poaching players for as long as it takes. It is not good for the game of golf. It is destructive for the game of golf. So I think the tour doesn't really have a choice now but to make a deal with the PIF. But if they do it, once you do it, I'd be shelving live golf. I'd be dissolving it in a heartbeat. I don't know what other option they have. And you find, too, we talked about World Series cricket. We've seen it with the Super League. You get these splits. They happen for a short time. Eventually, they don't last. They don't last. And I, you know, I've made no secret of my disdain for lift golf. You know, the whole Saudi Arabian human rights aspect, I get that. And people say, well, is it hypocrisy to say, well, you take the PIF money? Well, if you've got to take the PIF money, don't compromise your morals. I mean, don't then shut up about human rights abuse. And this is what I've said all along. I'm not anti-Saudi Arabia. I don't say don't engage with Saudi Arabia on accounts of, you know, locking up dissidents and dismembering journalists. But the issue I have is for them to spout this nonsense. Oh, we're growing the game of golf. What garbage. You're taking the cash. You've got to take the cash. You should still be allowed to be outspoken about what you think is a human rights abuse. And I don't like the fact that as a result of them taking that cash and the, the golfers themselves seem to be shackled and silenced, tied up with really tight contracts, and then just read the talking points. I just think that's very, very sad. Good on you, Matt. Thank you. Always happy to have that stash with you. A big uh, thank you, James. Done that one. Jules, I've got four split-ups. Royal Satasi's dogs to South's move. Lance from Hawks to the Swans. Yeah. Ablett Jr. has another one. Cast to the Suns. And a bitter one. Madge Maguire from South's. Well, yeah. I think they didn't want him, though, did they? 
That even it's not as though we left them, Madge McGuire. I wanted you to read. Ah, John, did I? Uh, okay, sorry, John. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, my eyes are failing me, though. You said, how good was Mark Splits? Because talking about Splits, so that adds a lot of context. Mark, S-P-L-I-T. Hey, do you remember the ice cream Splits? Maestro? Were they the ones that came with, like, the two, like, popsicle, the paddle, we still call them paddle pop stick, uh, the two of them, you split them in half. Did the Splits have, they have ice cream in the middle? Oh, how good. It's like a splice, like a pine lime splice. The ice block with the ice cream centre. That is a match made in heaven. And hopefully that is a split that will never come. Thank you, 0457 736 736. Thank you for clearing that up for us, John from Harrington Park. Breaking back with more summer mornings.